A reminder that the annual Catholic Charities Appeal is underway, uh, and we are all asked to support the good charitable works done in our local archdiocese here by Catholic Charities. You've no doubt noticed and seen in the pews the Catholic Charities Appeal pledge envelopes. They're probably at the end of the pews or perhaps in the book racks. Uh, those pledge envelopes have a pledge slip attached, and filling that out is rather self-explanatory with the information there, indicating not only who you are and the parish, but also uh, the amount of your pledge to this year's appeal, the schedule by which you'd like to pay that pledge off, and the method of payment. Once you've completed those slips, tear it away from the envelope, put it inside the envelope and seal it, and then you can put the envelopes in the collection baskets in the back of church, or you can put a stamp on the envelope and mail it directly in. So certainly I want to thank those of you who have already made a gift to this year's appeal and a big thank you to those who are prayerfully considering uh, your participation this year. All of us are asked to participate in this annual appeal to assist the works of Catholic Charities to reach uh, our target for this year's appeal. The pro-life campaign, 40 Days for Life, has begun. You can see more information in the bulletin for a website to visit where you can sign up to, to commit to a day and time to pray outside the Planned Parenthood clinics in both Oklahoma City and Edmond. The Three Hearts pilgrimage will take place October 20th through the 22nd. Uh, this is the fourth year for the pilgrimage. It's a 35-mile hike to Clear Creek Monastery in eastern Oklahoma to give public witness uh, and to offer reparation and prayer for attacks on the traditional family and the defense of the sanctity of human life. The Three Hearts invokes the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and the Most uh, Chaste Heart of St. Joseph. Once again, uh, our parish will form a group to participate. I myself will be a will be participating as usual. You can see flyers in the narthex for a website that you can visit for more information and for registration purposes. Be aware that the deadline to register for the pilgrimage is tomorrow. Uh, as of late last week, we had a thousand people signed up for the pilgrimage, uh, still certainly a few more expected. It's a great opportunity and a really unique opportunity of public witness and piety uh, in our modern age to make pilgrimage. So I certainly encourage you uh, to consider attending and participating. For many weeks now, we have been hearing the Lord's teaching while on an extended journey to Jerusalem. This section of St. Luke's Gospel contains many challenging parables. The apostles and we have heard parables about the cost of discipleship. We have heard parables about repentance these past weeks, being lost, and the extravagant mercy of God who searches us out. We have heard parables about the proper use of wealth and riches and the call to put our resources at the service of others as good stewards. Today we are reminded that we are servants who have duties to fulfill and that we ought not fulfill those duties as if expecting some particular praise or reward for doing what we simply should do. Uh, to borrow words of the gospel, we have done what we were obliged to do. We each face many challenges in life and in living the life of faith. We are not promised in this life that we will navigate this life without difficulty. 
We are not promised that the final resolution to suffering and challenge will be here in this life. Thus, with that in mind, I bet the prayer of the apostles could easily be the prayer each of us makes to the Lord Jesus. Increase our faith. Now, the apostles, by this point in the gospel, certainly already had faith. They had encountered Jesus, and they had been changed. They had come to believe in him. Yet, they must walk with him and journey through life, encountering all the things, all the ups and downs that life brings to any one of us. That the apostles ask that their faith be increased is a reminder to us that faith is not static. It is something that must grow. We might even consider that hearing the series of challenging parables from the Lord, parables presented to us these past many weeks, we might suggest that the apostles are also asking that their trust be increased. The personal trust of the believer is, after all, another meaning of the word faith. In other words, the apostles are not seeking only the faith that believes in things, but the faith that leads them to deeper trust to maintain their relationship with the Lord through all that life brings. In their prayer for increased faith, increased trust, Jesus uses the simple example of the mulberry tree. Even if you have only a little faith, he says, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. The example highlights two unlikely and even impossible things. First, a mulberry tree is known to have such a broad, expansive, and deep root system that it's very unlikely that you're going to uproot it. And second, a tree is not going to be planted in the sea and survive. The idea then with this image is that faith has the ability to do things beyond our capabilities. Faith can do, in other words, the seemingly impossible. And it does so not because of us, but because of God's power. It is God who accomplishes things when we let him act, when we have faith that calls out to him for things we cannot achieve on our own. Each of us faces moments and extended events of life that test us and that leave us feeling powerless. The first reading from the prophet Habakkuk demonstrates this experience, words that perhaps resonate with us in our sufferings and challenges. How long, O Lord? I cry for help, but you do not listen. Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look at misery? Again, in this fallen world, we are not promised an easy passage. Suffering comes, and it may last for a long time, and it may come frequently. 
We want answers and solutions and happy resolutions here. But the word of the Lord through the prophet Habakkuk calls us to have faith in the vision of the Lord's promises to come. That vision, the Lord says, presses on to fulfillment. If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come, we heard in that first reading. The rash one has no integrity, but the just one, because of his faith, shall live. There will be challenge and suffering, yes, but the one who has faith shall endure and shall live. The promises of the Lord press on to fulfillment. We must wait and look for them. And so we come to the words of Psalm 95, today's responsorial psalm, a psalm that the church prays daily at the first prayer time of each day in the Liturgy of the Hours called the Invitatory. That psalm begins by referring to the Lord God as the rock of our salvation. And that image, I would say, it's important to note, is not just a generic image for strength and solid foundation. Rather, it is a direct reference to the experience of God's people in the Exodus and the desert wanderings. The rock is the rock that Moses struck to provide the people water in the desert at Meribah and Massah. There, as the people were being led and provided for in the desert, they were given water to drink, yet at the same time they doubted. They failed to completely trust. In fact, in the very moments of being provided water, the people were saying, is the Lord in our midst or not? And so the section of the psalm we use today references that very event, saying, harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me. They tested me, though they had seen my works. The church recognizes the challenges that each life brings and recognizes that even in the midst of blessing and God's workings among us, we are tempted to doubt and to lack faith. The church recognizes that we need greater trust because we lose perspective and focus in our deserts. Just like the people of Israel did, we too have our places of contention and grumbling and testing. We have, in other words, our own Meribahs and Massas. And so at the beginning of each day, not knowing what may come our way, the church places on our lips this very experience from the desert wanderings. We use these same words today at this Holy Mass. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Like the apostles, we call out to the Lord, increase our faith. We beg that our vision and perspective may be purified in all things, all the moments and events that life brings us that we may let God work to do the things we cannot see or achieve on our own.